let's talk about a player that's been kind of a journeyman throughout his career here. He's actually going to his sixth team now, and that is Jared Cook. Jared Cook last year had 37 catches for 504 yards, seven touchdowns, about 13.6 yards per catch, only on 60 targets. He was hauling in around two-thirds of his targets there. Finished as a tight end 17, only about seven fantasy points per game. In a Saints offense that moved the ball pretty well throughout the season. So you'd expect a little bit more projection out of him. He is mainly a red zone target. Only Travis Kelsey has more touchdowns over the last three seasons than Jared Cook. Cook has 22 red zone touchdowns. Kelsey has 26. So right behind him. But I am a little concerned. Again, he is a journeyman tight end. Uh, joining a room with the emerging Donald Parham, who I really like. I think it's Parham. But I really like him. And, and he is six foot eight inches tall. It's a big boy to be to be thrown at. And who Justin Herbert might start looking towards in year two here. But... He is back with his offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, who he's played with for the last two seasons. There is a connection there. Per PFF, he lined up outside a career-high 28.4% of the time last year. So along with the injuries on for some of their outside receivers and Keenan Allen playing in the slot, you might see Jared Cook line up on the outside, especially in red zone situations. Did you mention how many receptions he had last year in the 30, Saints offense? 37. 37. Okay, because uh, we recently did the Mike Williams breakdown where I talked about him and how he's being, they want to utilize him as the X receiver. Hunter Henry left behind 93 targets last year. So the 30, what, three receptions you said he had? 37 receptions he had. I think there's a little room for improvement, but this is an offense that's already going to be splitting up the ball quite a bit. So it gives me pause on Jared Cook. I will say, though, the red zone utilization and the fact that he's going in the 13th round is a little more comforting uh, if you're looking for a tight end in the later rounds. But uh, a lot of these guys that we talk about, it, it comes down to roster construction mainly. Yeah, I'd be looking at him if I grabbed a tight end like Noah Fance or Dallas Goddard, just someone for for a little bit of insurance and knowing that in in a tough matchup for one of those guys that I mentioned before I might be able to plug in Jared Cook and you never really know if uh, Mike Williams is going to stay healthy throughout the season which is one of my concerns going into the season so I think for sure you need to keep an eye on Jared Cook and if Justin Herbert starts finding success with him and building chemistry then this could turn into something a little bit more than just a late round flyer and get some value there yeah i'm glad you brought up the mike williams you know injury history because that's true if he does go down they they said they wanted to utilize him as the x it's a lot of targets that go missing and jared cook is still reliable you could maybe that's why he's a journeyman maybe it's because he can fill that void he's a little older on the backside of his career now but he's a big guy with a lot of muscle that can get the ball down in the red zone and even in the 10 zone, as you know I love. Yeah, I definitely think that he has a chance to kind of get seven, eight touchdowns like he did last year. 
especially in an offense that we have both talked about where we love pieces all around, this can definitely definitely be a pathway to success for Cook. Absolutely. And Justin Herbert, he's not one of those young mobile quarterbacks. He can run the ball, but he definitely strikes me as more of the pocket passer, the guy who's going to try and push the ball downfield and uh, try and stay as close to home as he can. Right now, Jared Cook, he is going around backup running back for the Tennessee Titans, Darrington Evans. Uh, Jameis Winston is right there, although his ADP may rise slightly due to the fact that he is leading that QB room right now. Um, but as far as tight ends around him, you're really looking at Zach Ertz and Gerald Everett. Receivers and running backs are nothing that uh, I see myself really jumping for. Adam Troutman is there, but he is currently looking to miss one to three weeks. So if you're looking for tight end in the spot, I, I don't see a lot wrong with it. There are few receivers in this league that give me as much trouble trying to grade out as Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs entering his second year was highly talked about in the draft last year, and he was the first receiver taken off the board in the 2020 draft. Last year, he was utilized more as a deep threat, and nothing much really came of it. Um, I believe he only totaled like two or three touchdowns. He had two top 25 performances last year. And Nelson Aguilar really kind of became the number one that everyone expected Ruggs to look like, at least. And you just didn't see it. Coaching staff really just misused him as the deep threat and a guy who could get chunk play yards. And where he really succeeded at Miami was in the short and intermediate field where he could take a pass and run with it that's what that blazing speed was good for not catching on the run and it just shows you know it shows you that just because you're fast it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to do everything in the nfl there's a lot more that comes to receiving than just running fast and bringing the ball in now nelson aguilar has left the team he left 82 targets open for the taking in this offense. Now we know Darren Waller is the number one here and really it's on Ruggs and Brian Edwards to compete for this second pass catcher in the Raiders offense. Let's not forget about John Brown. They did on John add John Brown, but I look at John Brown as the guy who's going to take the Ruggs role this year. I think John Brown will move to the outside and be that deep threat that they wanted Ruggs to be. The uh, Henry Ruggs has added, uh, added. He put on 13 pounds in the offseason to become a more physical receiver, which is going to help him win those position battles and get open across the middle of the field. Coaching staff has said many times that they want to utilize Ruggs, so it's only on him to produce at this point. And I think he can do it. I think with the moves they're making on offense, the addition of John Brown, it's really going to give Henry Ruggs an opportunity to produce for this team but what you really have to remember is they're playing right now one of the toughest wide receiver schedules in the nfl so you couple that the unknown production it seems a little scary well this is a guy who's nearly going at the back of drafts undrafted even and he's worth a shot the 
the change in his role and the opportunity to take some of what Nelson Aguilar has left behind, I think this gives Henry Ruggs a great opportunity to be a breakout and a guy you can get really at the end of your drafts. Yeah, definitely agree. And you have to, with all the Raiders knocks over the years over their draft picks and taking speedy receivers over maybe more accomplished receivers, Henry Ruggs was the first receiver taken last year. So he does have talent. And he had a thigh injury he was nursing going into last season. Couldn't really work with the coaches because of COVID and everything. Really probably stunted his growth in year one. So I'd expect him being healthy, getting more time in the offseason with Derek Carr, him possibly moving to the slot, as you were saying, moving John Brown outside. He does have every opportunity to really grasp onto the number one role and can take some of those short gains and really break them for longer gains, obviously. So not really concerned about the competition around him. It's really just waiting to see after the first three or four games if he can emerge from the pack, especially if they're down in games, they're going to have to throw it to keep up. And I 100% believe you will see within those first three weeks, if he is being utilized correctly. I think that's going to be the biggest factor in his attempt to contribute this year is him being utilized correctly. And if moving to the slot, that's the best way to start. Currently, right now, Henry Ruggs is going around. A guy who's kind of rising in drafts right now, Marquez Callaway from New Orleans. He's set to take that number one role for Mike Thomas while he is out. So that that's a guy you could uh, be looking at. Otherwise, Michael Gallup's going behind him, and then Mike, Marvin Jones around there as well. Tight ends, you're looking at Tyler Higby, and quarterback is Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson if you want to go that route. Yeah, definitely like uh, some of those guys you named, Marvin Jones being one of them. Depends on roster construction if maybe you want to go a little bit safer then you go with marvin jones you know you're gonna get the production there or if you want to shoot and take rugs then really not a bad idea either the upside the upside is there yeah and to speak to the marquez callaway thing because obviously i mentioned he is rising in drafts he's going up there but he's going to see this high volume of targets while Michael Thomas is gone. Now, maybe Michael Thomas won't come in right away and snatch away half of his target share, but there's that possibility. So Henry Ruggs, you'll, like I said, you'll see where that production is in the first three weeks, whether he's being used in the slot or not. And Marquez Callaway, you can expect his production to drop off a little around halfway through the season. Yeah, same with Kenyon Drake, though, in an earlier session. I'm a little worried about the offensive line. There was a lot of shuffling that they did there, and you know they were ranked 25th last year. So they're going to have to get the ball out quick, and if Henry Ruggs can kind of be that guy for them, that outlet, then you can definitely see a, a lot better year than he had last year. <laughs> 